back the other way. The Leafs in on goal. And that was stopped. The rebound scores! Ilya Labushkin gets his first goal in a Leaf uniform as the Leafs come right back to regain a two-goal lead. Leafs Nation postgame. Frank Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Gordo, what a night down at Scotiabank Arena. The Leafs beating up on the Capitals. Tom Wilson beating up on the Leafs. Uh, so much to get to. Well, what are your big takeaways from the 7-3 win tonight over Washington? Please tell me this was a playoff game. <laughs> was this like a it. playoff game? Actually, that, that series way back when, again, we go back to Washington Capitals, the first playoff series this uh, this group or the nucleus had w- w- was a lot like this. Yeah, you know, I, again, didn't need to make a statement. I don't believe in statement games is quite the word, but boy, um, the comparable was moved was used quite a bit that as bad as the game was against Buffalo, uh, boy, they came out energized and just, just kicked ass in every way, shape, and form against maybe not the best team in the NHL anymore, but a very good Washington Capitals team, Brent. Yeah, that's, you know, we always talk about it with this Leafs team, right? Hey, these regular season games are great. You need to do it from game 83 and onward. And I think the most encouraging thing about tonight, one, this is a Capitals team who's played in a million of those games. And yeah, they're not the Capitals team from 2015 or 16 when we think of them. But this is still a really talented, really physical hockey team. And I think the fact that the Leafs looked so comfortable and their skill was just able to override things in a chippy playoff feel type game I think for for all of us who are sitting there going yeah the regular season looks great but what is it going to look like when the playoffs roll around you know it won't be Washington that they play in the first round but if you have a series against the Tampa or against the Boston you you take that game you played tonight and you bring it into the playoffs and you're going to be just fine there there was that playoff style hockey type wasn't there and you know uh, again Boy, thank God Jack Campbell wasn't injured. And, you know, you, you know, you look upon review, Tom Wilson is Tom Wilson, but the liberties, a lot of it was provided by Jake Muzzin giving him a bit of a squeeze. I mean, everything's going at 1,000 miles an hour. But after that, regardless, you had Sheldon Keefe. He was quite animated about things. And, you know, Kyle Clifford, Wayne Simmons, I mean, that's what they will be there for, it, to have that kind of safeguard if that were to happen in the regular season, the playoffs. So... Yeah, you know, to your point, just uh, just so many elements, including that. Like, that's a question mark about the Leafs, you know. Is that is that what could be their undoing in the playoffs, right? And I, I, uh, uh, I, I thought tonight's game, even though they scored a whack of goals, those kind of little things were as important. Well, and the best part about it is that they were able to do both, right? So often when you have a guy, especially a guy like Wilson, who is, you know, terrorized the league, not not just the Leafs, but the league at large, sometimes the game just becomes about that, about your vengeance, about getting payback, and Clifford took care of that, and again, I want to give Wilson credit. One, he sticks up, he owns up to it, he, he you know, he fights Clifford, and two, uh, man, not many guys uh, can, can go that way against Kyle Clifford. Like, that's a big, strong guy, but I think the thing that's, again, most encouraging about the Leafs is that you're able to do that. You're able to get your bit of retribution. You're able to get your payback, and you're also able to pace them in the game. Again, you score seven different times. Campbell looks pretty good, uh, you know, all, all things considered, especially the way he got kind of banged up there. And then on the Wilson goal, there was also kind of a scary push from him where you're wondering, 
and oh man, that looks like a, a play that's uh, caused goalies groin problems before. But I think I think just all in all, whatever way you want to look at the game tonight, offense check the box, goaltending check the box, the ability to stand up for one another, you check the box, and it's just. I'm trying to think, you know, there was the 8-3 win against the against the Avalanche at home this year, and they've had some big wins against the Lightning. I, I don't know if there's been a more impressive game the, the Leafs have played this year than, than the one tonight. I agree with you. And you get, you know, Ilya Labushkin getting his uh, second career NHL goal, his first as the Leaf, and you see the response of the bench. That was a nice goal. And how about Morgan Riley's hit? You know, Morgan oh. Riley's hit like that, you know, just – those kinds of things. Like, it's not about just your tough guys doing it. It's about that kind of style that goes on in the playoffs and everyone everyone invested in it. So, there, were, yeah, yeah. I, I think this was uh, bigger than the Colorado game. Again, everything's relative in regular season, but uh, I, I, I view this up there as far as getting messages and a good read on the team. And, and also... No Austin Matthews goals. I know, I know, like, I don't know, everyone's betting now about everything, but imagine if the Leafs <laughs> score seven goals. What are the odds that Austin yeah. Matthews doesn't score one of them, right? But that was the neat thing about tonight. It was it was Nylander and, and Mikheyev and, and others. I mean, that kind of depth, Brent, you're going to need in the playoffs. Yeah, we always talk about it, right? The first line, it's going so well, and who's the guy who gets all the goals for the first line tonight? It's Michael Bunting, and man, it feels good for him to, to get off the schneid, get a couple. I think he'd gone almost 15 games uh, with without a goal or just one goal in that span, so really, really nice for him to kind of get going there, but you mentioned it. Nylander scores a pair. Ilya Mikheyev scores two. Felt like you could have had four or five with all the breaks he had tonight. Kerfoot had a look on a breakaway. Engvall had his chances. You know, you get offense from a guy like Labushkin that, you know, you'll never bank on again. But, hey, he has a two-point night even. John Tavares, let's not uh, let's not bury that in here. Four assists night for, for John Tavares. He finishes plus four. He wins nearly 70% of his draws. You know, it's just another it, – I think it says a lot about this team that a guy who we always focus on, his production, and what is he giving you? Tavares can have a four-point night where he wins 70% of his draws. He's not out there for a goal against, and we barely talk about it because there's so much to get to from this game. I think that just kind of hammers home just how impressive this win was for the Leafs. Well, coaches love our management talking team. Players say that, but a lot of them love talking about them, okay? They do. You can't help it. It's human nature. But that's exactly it, Brent, about tonight. You're just talking about, uh, like, no passengers. No passengers. If I'm getting picky, if I'm getting picky, I'd have Jake Muzzin just, you know, just seeming to be a little discombobulated at times, for Mm -hmm. want of a better word, and we know... There's something he's dealing with. And Jack Campbell, like you mentioned the goaltending. And, you know, we checked the box of the goaltending, but it, it, it was one. He had so few shots, but those also can be really difficult games when you don't get a ton of shots. The old Ken Dryden syndrome they talk about with the Montreal Canadiens where, you know, it's tough when you don't get a lot to be excellent. And, uh, you know, he was that tonight. And just the fact that he played and, and the fact Jake Muzzin played. I mean, that's, you know, initially a couple of days ago, you're going, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. You know, mm-hmm. what is it? What could it be? as far as heading into the playoffs. So hopefully still with about two more weeks, whatever ails particular individuals, uh, they get a chance to get 100% healthy. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely not the night Muzzin would have liked. He, he got walked pretty bad on the, the first Capitals goal, the Carlson one there, uh, you know, halfway through the second period. And, you know, that was just a case of a guy kind of getting a jump on him. He got caught flat-footed. That, that'll happen to players. But, you know, this is part of what it's like when you have a team where, you know, Justin Hall, not in the lineup tonight and on – you know, I'm not going to say every team, but just about every team. That's a guy who's not coming out of the lineup, but it just kind of proves to show how important or how much pressure there is on these guys to continue to play well to stay in the lineup because you're going to need all of your defensemen. And we know Rasmus Sandin is poking around as well, but I think that's just kind of another box you check for the Leafs. You say, okay, if we're going to get picky, the the one guy who didn't have a great game, well, there's there's a replacement waiting. And, and again, I'm not saying get him out of here, Jake Muzzin sitting next game, but if that's the route you want to go, you have a guy in Justin Hall, more than capable. Rasmus Sandin, he's been skating more than capable. We always talk about the depth of the forwards, but man, it's it's there on the blue line. And then to go back to what you said about Campbell, look, the, the Leafs are going to play in some playoff games where the ice is tilted in the other team's favor and he's going to have to stand on his head to give him a chance. You're going to play a good team in the playoffs and that's probably going to happen one, maybe two times during, during a series. But you're also going to have games that look a little bit like tonight where the ice is just so severely tilted in the Leafs' favor and you're not asked to do a lot, but the saves you're asked to make are kind of point blank ones so again you know you look at the final numbers and say oh you're you're sitting here singing a guy's praises with an 880 save percentage it's not that but it's about the ones you you do stop and it's just I think I think you're you're starting to get back to having that comfort level in Campbell after the really I mean you I don't know if you can call it a blip. It lasted for three months going from November into basically March. So it's really nice to see Campbell kind of finding his game again. Well, it's nice. And again, we keep projecting the game number 83. And I, I, I talk about, I loved Freddie Anderson in goal for the Maple Leafs. I don't think he won them a playoff game. I, I could be wrong, but that, yeah. you know, where if you go back, whatever number of years it was, the six years that Curtis Joseph had had Balfour were in Toronto, like they were the difference makers, particularly in those series against the Ottawa Senators, you know? And and so that that's, it's such a big factor in the playoffs and, and it's something that uh, the goaltending has kind of embodied the team. Uh, generally when you're supposed to be a money player, come up big, they haven't. And again, I like, when the playoffs start, to your point about statistics don't matter, 890 save percentage or 930 save percentage, uh, steal a game. And then also play good enough to win pretty well every game. That, that would be great. You know, and then on the other side, Jake Muzzin, salary cap doesn't matter. You know, whatever you're getting paid is irrelevant. Who are the best 6D in a particular game? Who are the best 12 forwards at Sheldon Keefe's disposal as he thinks? That's who will play. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it's going to be. And I think you're going to see the Leafs play around and find what exactly who exactly are are their best their best six. You know, Giordano has come in, and it's been just such a big change. And not in terms of he's earth shattering as a defenseman. I think he's very steady and he's really helped this group. But you know, we always talk about it with a baseball team where you, you add another big bat, and all of a sudden everybody's just kind of falling in in place. Or you know, you look at a, a baseball team's bullpen. You had that one, you know, high leverage reliever, and all of a sudden you just love the spots everyone is in so much more. And it kind of feels like that's that's what's happened with Mark Giordano here, here, here with the Leafs. You know, I, I'll I'll go back to the forwards for for a second here. You know, we've talked 
about the balance in the lineup. And this is uh, a few games run now where Tavares and Nylander have been split up. I continue to really, really like it. I know it's easy to say that on a night where Nylander has two goals and Mikheyev is flying. It's not always going to look like that, but I think the Leafs are just so much better off with that spread out. And then you do still have the stacked first line with Marner and Matthews playing together. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, again, like we're sitting here in, in the old fashioned that you have like a like a board. Right. And you're like we used to do that. I mean, you just got a board and you look at all the mm-hmm. players and you look at the lines and you look at who you have. And when you when we didn't have a very good team, when I worked there, the problem was you came back the next day. It was the same players on that board. Right. <laughs> you kept saying, did we not get Wayne Gretzky tonight or did you know, did we not get Mario Lemieux? Did, did that not happen? Did Ray Bork not come over? But that that's, you know. What is it? The Leafs before tonight's game, I believe it's still the same, like fifth overall in the NHL out of 32 teams. Like it's it's been a great, great regular season. There's all these check, check, checks. And you talked about them in a, in a game like today, you know, tonight, check, check, check. And again, it's you know, it's it's it, 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 it's a, it's a record that keeps repeating itself. We know it. They know it. And it comes down to the playoffs. But but we're seeing positive signs like, you know, Brent, I, I'm trying to remember like what it was like going in the playoffs last year. Now, sadly, one thing, it was kind of like this, that they were home and cooled out so early, right? You know, that the games yep. became kind of irrelevant, which that's not good, okay? That's 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 not good good a precedent to build off on. But uh, but I, I just, like, this kind of game, this kind of bite against a team you don't play that often, I like that. You didn't, you didn't have that in any division last year. No, you you didn't, and man, of course, the crowd helps out so much with that, and that's kind of one of where where I want to go next. You know, again, for years in this city, you've heard, oh, no one's in the seats for the start of a period, and man, it feels different this year down there. You know, you and I not not down there tonight, but watching, listening, that that building felt rocking the crowd was excited and it wasn't just the fact that it was goals it was physical it was nasty Wilson's running the goalie and it just honestly Gord it's it's got my blood pumping for for playoff time you know we think back to you know Leafs lore and those great crowds in you know 92 93 and 94 with Gilmore and you know I go to the Sundin era and the camera's shaking after they send it to overtime against the Hurricanes and man the way that crowd was going tonight it's the point I keep hammering home people dump on on what the environment can be like a little time uh, you know from time to time but you know in the year I've been doing this Gord you give the fans something to be excited about and they're on their feet and they're loud and I I could really feel that through tonight and it just it has me so excited for the playoffs yeah and you know Brent here here we're taking kind of let me get say about an 18 year gap how about that in that You know, 1999 was when they moved to Air Canada Centre. And it's funny, Ken Dryden acknowledged, like he just said, you know, it, it it was something you had to get trained to compared to Maple Leaf Gardens. And Maple Leaf Gardens wasn't the loudest building in, in the NHL, but, you know, there was an intimacy there and smallness there. And the Raptors, something about the NBA that it can be created a lot easier mm-hmm. at what is now Scotiabank Arena. And I'm telling you, Brent, I was working for uh, The Score, and we're doing post-game stuff, and the producer's a guy named Brian Spear, who now produces for Hockey Night in Canada, and they were playing the New Jersey Devils, and we just said, oh my God, oh my God, we could not believe how loud it was, and then Ty Domi hit Scott Niedermeyer. Mm-hmm. You, remember the, you remember that? I do. And it just I changed, the, you know, so they went and, and, and whatever, but for that moment, and what should have been a countdown to the building being euphoric, it didn't end up being that way, and then they were a team that weren't very good, so... 
There was no reason. I mean, they got salute gate. The players gave him the finger, basically, which uh, uh, a pl- which a player got uh, fined fined yesterday for the Minnesota Wild for doing that, right? So, uh, some of the playoffs in the past, they've had moments, but there's but but as far as the sustained this year coming out of COVID and let's make this a tough barn, let's make this a fun barn, let's make this a loud barn. Uh, I, I I'm with you, Brent. I I see it so much, and I really hope the playoffs give the fans the opportunity to bring it to the next level. I gotta, I gotta quickly say on the, on the Ryan Hartman thing with his, uh, how can I put this? His gesture to Evander Kane. I know the league has to find him and they have to say, you can't do that. I loved it. That was just some emotion. That guy's mad. I just hate you. I know we just got in a fight, but I need to tell you one more way that everybody in the the building can understand. So I know the league had to, uh, had to slap on the wrist there, but I, uh, I haven't stopped laughing at that clip. Uh, still every, every single time well, I see it, Gord. The only thing I agree, our buddy Ken Reed from sports that I love Ken Reed. I watch Ken and Ivanka or I PVR them all the time. Cause I get up early, but, uh, uh, his first result thing was, I agree about the motion and passion, but Ken Reed goes, Junior B, that's Junior B. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like the finger really isn't in 2022, you know, like, like day-to-day society, right? As much. I, I don't know what the appropriate gesture is to do. And now really anywhere you go, they come hard on you for that. But I do like the emotion and passion, but the finger is kind of gone. I kind of give the finger to the finger. How about that? Like, Ooh, it's just, I- Yeah. Yeah, how about that? How about that? I, I it just doesn't it just doesn't seem to apply like when you get cut off when someone cuts you off or whatever and someone gives you know it driving I, I I think that even that's dissipated. Yeah, I think the finger hasn't been a thing since Jeff Finger was a leaf. I think that's oh gosh, about very how, good. How long it's very been. Yeah, good. I thought I thought so. Pretty uh, pretty good by me. You know, <laughs> something that didn't something that didn't really materialize tonight, and that's okay by me because this was an awesome game, a fun game. You figure it's an Ovechkin and Matthews battle, and look, Matthews finishes with two points. Uh, you know, a quiet night by by his standards. Alex Ovechkin. I'm just looking at the stat sheet here. Held to just one shot on goal, plays 15 minutes. Now, I know his ice time's down a little. Uh, that happens when, you know, you're uh, you're a little older, and obviously the game got a little out of hand, so maybe they want to protect uh, some of the miles on his body. But it, it's weird to say it about a guy who uh, could potentially be the NHL's all-time leading goal scorer when it's all said and done. Didn't notice him out there a ton, considering he's Alex Ovechkin. Obviously, he popped for a few moments here or there, but you, you figure coming into this, it's a Matthews-Ovechkin duel, and we, we never really got that yeah I, I man when Ovi comes to town Ovi comes to town like I, I I think he does it in all 31 venues but I don't know I, I, I get a sense he understands what are special venues and he's really mm-hmm. really made Toronto a place that's been very successful for Alexander Ovechkin so that's part of checking all the boxes that's absolutely part of checking all the boxes I, I remember Randy Carlisle coaching the Leafs and the Capitals had a power play and basically, he put a man on Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. So the power play was really a four on three, like he, you know, which is what you don't want. You, you, you prefer a five on four to a four on three. Yeah. But he, but he gave him the four on three to basically have someone. I don't mean, I don't mean shadow Ovechkin. I mean like be right on him, be right <laughs> on him, be a skin. And I don't even think that worked. No, it didn't. He was he was so he was so dominant. I mean, he continues to be uh, the the fortunate thing about that is uh, we've got the guy here in Toronto right now who teams have to uh, mark that way. But the thing I keep hammering home, and this isn't a look. 
Ovechkin is who Ovechkin is because of the longevity and how long he's been so great. That's the thing that always pops out to me about Matthews is it's just it's not just standing at the top of the circle. And not to say that's all Ovechkin did, but it's just that's always what jumps out to me about Matthews is all the different ways he scores. He's scoring these tip goals this year, and he's just using his big frame. It's it's so fun to watch him uh, kind of evolve as a as, as a goal scorer. Uh, one one more thing about tonight's game uh, before we quickly look ahead to the weekend. Are they ever going to call a penalty shot again in this league? It felt like Pierre, I, now I don't care. You want to give the Leafs a power play. I'm never going to complain about that. Pierre Engvall felt like on the one he got called in the second period, felt like that was a clear as day breakaway. And I, I just, I can't think of the last time I saw a penalty shot called. It feels like it has to be super, super clear. Like almost you have to get taken out by throwing the stick. It has to be that clear. I uh, I just I feel like we don't see penalty shots anymore and they're cool and I'd like to see them. I like penalty shots more than I like the shootout. Well, at a very, very low level of hockey, my brother Bob and myself refereed the Don Valley Village House League. I think we were 17 and 15 or 18 and 16. I don't know what we ruling were. Ruling with an iron but, fist, I'm sure. Yes, ruling. I think I think we were pretty solid, but but we called penalty shots. We didn't call them like yeah, we yeah. didn't we didn't make we didn't make them up, but we love calling penalty shots and I loved that even at that low level, people stopped drinking their coffee or yakking away if they weren't watching the game mm-hmm. that Penalty shots get everybody's attention. And, you know, there's a debate how successful are they compared to uh, a power play. Like, I don't know what, like, as a kid, you think, oh, penalty shot, it's an automatic goal. I don't know, maybe that was a different era, that it was more often than not an automatic goal. I don't know. It's To me, it, it seems relatively, relatively comparable to a team's power play percentage. But, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, li- I like them being called, I like to be called against me, whoever I'm cheering for. Like, I mean, if, if it's close, if it can go either way, I got no problem going the penalty shot way. Well, like our our producer, Sam McKee, he pointed out a couple weeks ago, the misconduct call for refs is so fun. Hands on the hips aggressively. What's more fun than big X over the head, turn around, point to center ice? Like, how is Wes McCauley not trying to call every single penalty shot he could uh, a showman li- like that? It's just, uh, I'd, I'd love to see more of him in the game. But you're right. Call them, uh, call them as, yeah. as they happen. I, I, I just, just one quick one, because yeah. you yeah. kind of remember Paul Stewart, who was a pretty flamboyant yep. uh, uh, referee. And he told that to me decades ago. He goes, I love calling a penalty <laughs> shot against the home team. Now, as we learn with Tim Peel, those kinds of statements will get you fired nowadays, yes, right? They will. But but I just he said that statement. I love calling and, and that does not mean you create a penalty shot, but anyway, it just kind of maybe it's a way of thinking. But uh yeah, he he, he was a ref that liked that like that theater like uh we believe Wes McCauley does. Love it, love it. Uh, so the Leafs uh, back-to-back this weekend, Saturday in Ottawa, Sunday at home against the Islanders. Uh, we'll have that game on Sunday at home against the Islanders. Obviously, you split the goalies here. Uh, Schalgren, do you go Schalgren Saturday nights? So you can keep Campbell at home and then give him that extra day. What, what do you do with the goaltenders? Yeah, you know, and first, um, it's made a different Easter Sunday for us because that game against the Islanders and a later one against Detroit were two successful flip of games during COVID that uh, the Leafs were supposed to be at oh, home, went right. to the road, and then flipped it around. So uh, I, I I don't know. I guess I get, hey, Saturday night. Saturday, they got the nice music like the Bay City Rollers, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Um, so I, I, what is that? I was going to say put Jack Campbell in. No, I put Jack Campbell in Sunday, put Shawgrid in Saturday. Just stay healthy, please. Jack Campbell, please stay healthy. Tom Wilson, please leave him alone. Jake Muzzin, please don't direct him into our goaltender as well. So that's all I'm saying. 
Yes, uh, I agree with all of that. I think I tried to keep that conversation as short as possible because it was so close to the Leafs season ending uh, right right then and there if Campbell is hurt. So uh, very happy to see Campbell upright, and I just saw him talking to the media afterwards. So all good tonight at Scotiabank Arena, and why not? Leafs are 7-3 winners over the Capitals. They got a busy weekend back-to-back on the road in Ottawa Saturday before coming home on Sunday. We'll have the Sunday game for you on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Gordo, always tons of fun doing these post-game shows with you. Uh, loving the stretch run, the push to the playoffs, Brent, and then we have playoff action, and we got the Jays, we got the Raptors, we got the Leafs, we got a lot on the fan, don't we? Come on, turn your dial to Sportsnet 590 The Fan, because as you mentioned, yes, all of those things and more. Gord Stellick and Brent Gunning here, Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.